0: back. day and good afternoon welcome to live till five you're hearing a different voice beginning today's live till five usually you'd be hearing the voice of pastor Jared Baldwin who is your regular host of course for 250 some episodes you know what i didn't do is i didn't pull out the uh, the exact episode number as pastor Jared usually does but I'm sure, I can find that later in the show. My name is Chris Harper. I'm the station manager at KHMG. Host on uh, Take Note, which you may have heard earlier today. One to three live. Now we're going to do our second live program of the afternoon. On Fridays, we end up doing four hours of live radio in the afternoon. This is a little bit more light. Program. It's a, a talk and variety program, as Pastor Jared would call it, as we try to keep things a little more light. Hopefully, you'll laugh a few times during this program. Hopefully, we'll give you some information that's helpful for you. We will be talking about a topic on today's program. That topic is friendship, sort of continuing what we did on Take Note earlier today, but taking a little bit different route on the Live Till 5 program. Joining me uh, later on today, Sebastian Basildua. will be with us. We'll also do most of our regular segments today as well. The buck stops here. We'll look at our idioms. We'll do uh, also our uh, uh, What's in My Coffee a moment there. I forgot what it was called. What's in my coffee segment as well. So sort of all of our regular segments today. I did want to let you know that you can listen in a variety of ways to this program and to the podcast of this program. You can find all of them at khmg.org, khmg.org. If you want to listen live via the web to live till five, you can just click on the listen tab, which is at the top right. Or you can go to the program archive for Live Till 5. If you happen to to wait to listen to the whole thing, you can go to khmg.org forward slash LTF, khmg.org forward slash LTF. And there you can listen, you can download, or you can view our archive of about the last 65 programs of Live Till 5. There are a ton of other listening options at khmg.org as well. You can listen via the TuneIn app. Or you can download a bunch of our other podcasts at SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. You can subscribe to our RSS feed, whatever the case may be. There's a bunch of different ways to listen to the program. Well, I do want to start today's program by looking at some of the special recognition and observance that are held each day of the year and uh, pastor jared usually does all of these at the beginning of the program so i want to look at today through the weekend i actually start with yesterday though because i want to point out some days that were observed yesterday which i think are good the uh, uh yesterday it was do something nice day that's good i think it's probably everyday should be do something nice day but it was a particular day to do something nice so i hope you did but it was also one that I hadn't heard about, and it's surprising a little bit because we work in sort of an educational environment here. Uh, I'm looking outside and seeing right now that in Carline, there's uh, all of our parents picking up their kids at Harvest Christian Academy. And yesterday was World Teachers Day, and you know I didn't hear a thing about it. But I hope you had a good. If you are a teacher or if you're a, a parent that sends your kids to school somewhere. I hope you uh, wished your uh, children's teacher a happy World Teacher's Day. I did not because I didn't know that was the day, but that's why you need things like Live Till Five. Well, how about today? Today is American Libraries Day. And we actually get this list from Bob Shuck, who is our librarian at Harvest Christian Academy. And uh, um, I should have known, that, um, or I should have uh, talked to Bob Shuck about this American Libraries Day. But today is American Libraries Day. It's also Mad Hatter Day. I'm not sure how you celebrate that particular day. It's National Diversity Day. It's National German American Day. I happen to be a German American. My uh, one of my uh, uh, grandfather on my mother's side was German. Uh, National Manufacturing Day, National Doodle Day today. It's also Odd Socks Day, but apparently from what it says here, it's only Odd Socks Day in Australia. So if you're wearing odd socks on Guam, uh, I guess it's probably okay to celebrate too. But it's Odd Socks Day in Australia and World Smile Day. I also think every day should be World Smile Day because you should smile every day. It's generally helpful for your life. It's also Frugal Fun Day, or I should say tomorrow is Frugal Fun Day. National Frap Day as well. So you could perhaps stop in at the Hub and uh, pick yourself up a frap. Uh, World Card Making Day and You Matter to Me Day. I think probably for most of us, there's a lot of people that matter to us every day, but it was You Matter to Me Day, Uh, or it is You Matter to Me Day. On the 7th, tomorrow. Uh, On the 8th, Clergy or Pastor Appreciation Day. So be sure you uh, wish your pastor a uh, happy Appreciation Day and show appreciation in some way. National Children's Day on the 8th as well. And this is a strange one World Octopus Day. On the 9th or Monday, Columbus Day, of course, here at Harvest Christian Academy and Harvest Ministries. Uh, We'll have the day off on that particular day, Columbus Day on Monday. It's also Fire Prevention Day, Moldy Cheese Day on Monday, National Chess Day as well, National Online Banking Day Monday, and National Pro-Life Cupcake Day. I imagine that's uh, to show your support uh, for uh, pro-life causes by making cupcakes for someone. So National Pro-Life Cupcake Day on Monday, which is Columbus Day. Well, you're listening to Live Till 5. My name is Chris Harper. I'm just the fill-in host today for Jared Baldwin, who is usually your host on Live Till 5, and just bringing you some of the regular segments he would bring you in the first hour trying to do that. I'm going to start um, here. I think he might do the buck stops here next, but I'm going to take you right to idioms because I made a note of the fact that he has this book uh, from Scholastic called The Dictionary of Idioms by Marvin Turban. And I made note that we're on the very last letter. It's an A to Z idioms book. And we're at the very last letter. There are no idioms with Z. So the last letter is Y. So all the idioms today start with why, and there are only two. The first one is you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Obviously, that's one that uh, you've probably used. That means you can encourage, but not force someone to do something. You might uh, use it in a sentence in this way. We gave him a new shirt, but he still wears the ripped one. You can Lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. The origin of this idiom is that it was first used in the 12th century when riding a horse was the main way of traveling long distances. A horse owner knew that an animal needed to drink water, especially after a long ride on a hot day. But even though you could take your horse right to the banks of a cool, refreshing spring... That didn't mean the stubborn horse would actually drink. So for centuries, that truth has been applied to people who do what they want, even though you try to persuade them to do something different, to do the right thing, Uh, they are not always persuaded, are they? Uh, The last idiom in the whole book by Marvin Turban, the Scholastic Dictionary of Idioms, is... You can't teach an old dog new tricks. This is maybe you've used this or maybe it's been used on you. I tried to give grandma my new recipe for spaghetti sauce, but she refused. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. The meaning is people who find it difficult or impossible to change their ways or adjust to new ideas. They think the origin is that it's an old proverb based on some truth. Animal trainers have been known for centuries that it's best to try to train an animal when it's young and not too set in its ways. An older animal likes doing things in a certain way and will resist new methods. So it's sort of a, a an idiom that was applied to animals first, and then it's often applied to us as well. Well, I do want to do uh, the buck stops here as well, but let's probably... It would probably be a good idea if we took our first break, and you'll be hearing um, the harvest highlights here in just a moment. And when we come back, we'll look at our quote on the buck stops here and have lots of other things on the topic of friendship today on Live Till Five. Thanks for being with us today. Well, good afternoon. Thanks for listening to Live Till Five KHMG eighty eight point one FM Harvest Family Radio. It's twenty two minutes after three o'clock, and joining me in the studio now, Lawrence Nagengast. Welcome, Lawrence. Thanks.
1: Good to be here.
0: It's a um an interesting day in history, I'm sure. I'm not gonna build it up. I'm not gonna yeah. say give us the <laughs> most exciting history lesson we've ever heard or I don't anything know what, of that what. I don't
1: know what got Jared on that kick of just setting me up for possible, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say it failure, but at least just yeah. nothing I say ever lives up to how he introduces this segment. <laughs> right, right. But anyways, uh, <laughs> it's always uh, always interesting what comes up on this day in history. Uh, I will say today's pretty exciting for the kids. This is the biggest break since school started. Right. Uh, you had Labor Day, which is just the extra day, but now they've got a full two days Uh, Beyond Saturday and Sunday. And uh, so I'm looking forward to them getting some rest. I think they're getting, uh, uh, you know, a bit weary at this point. Seven weeks into the school year, eight weeks really of Connor Spirit Week. And uh, we got two left before the end of the quarter. So hoping this weekend is uh, at a good time. But I'll go ahead and just kind of kick in here to, to this day in history. 1789, French Revolution. Louis XVI returns to Paris from Versailles after being confronted by the Parisian women. On on the fifth of October, so uh, what this is is probably referring to the last time he'll be in Versailles was was these nights here, uh, because the people marched on Versailles and 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 were, were just really upset and ticked that they were starving, but they were sending money over to the American Revolution or had. And so they wanted their head, basically. Little did they know that was going to come to to be real. Right. Um, but pretty pretty soon uh, the French Revolution started, and you've got him losing his head, his wife, and then Robespierre, who took yeah. that thing to a a boiling point and then ended up being killed by the same guillotine he had slaughtered so many. Uh but anyways, eighteen eleven French Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte visits Utrecht. He uh, will later win a battle there. Uh, but Napoleon was kind of an interesting guy to come in after such uh horrific times in the French Revolution. He was kind of a uh, really really a, a knight in shining armor on a, on a white stallion to came come in and sweep Paris and France out of this pretty pretty drudgery period of time. No, Utrecht um, is
0: where because I I know of a football team in in the Netherlands.
1: Yeah, Utrecht. It is where it is. I don't yeah, think it was yeah. Netherlands back in the eighteen eleven. Yeah, but no, no. It was maybe um, New. Not no, I can't remember the name. Yeah, of it. I can I, I know what you're. It, it, I, I know, know where you're is. going with that. Between yes. France and Germany. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, eighteen eighty nine, Thomas Edison shows his first motion picture. That guy was always ahead of the curve there as far as in, uh, inventions and things. Um. Then there's a thing here about Cy Young again. I think I read something maybe three weeks ago about him, but he made his farewell appearance in a major league game. is a letdown as he loses to Brooklyn 13-3 to in the Braves uniform in his 906th game, uh, which may seem like a lot, but they play 160 a year. Yeah. But for a pitcher, when they're only usually pitching once every four or five games, that's actually a lot of pitching games. Um Meaning, I don't know how many seasons he played. Usually, pitchers play twenty-five to thirty games a year. I mean, is roughly yeah. it was roughly where how many games they start, um, and so nine hundred six. That's he was pitching a lot more than that. Uh, I don't know how many seasons he played, but anyways. Um, speaking of baseball, though, it's uh, I always get excited this time of year. Football's on, and baseball playoffs are sure. on. Yeah. I am a bit bummed the Tigers aren't in and weren't in since, like, May. (laughs) Weren't in contention since May. But um, I was watching a game the other day, or a replay, of New York and Minnesota. I was watching clips of that game from two days ago. And it's just, I don't know, it's an exciting time of year. October baseball is really fun, and it just kind of brought back memories of last year. I'm not a Cubs fan, but it was pretty remarkable.
0: What I I like is sometimes every at-bat, is like a drama in and of Huge. itself, you know, because yep. they're much more important than during the regular season. It just, it just feels yes. there's a lot of every, tension. Yeah, every every at time bat. is intense.
1: Yeah, every course. home room, home room, home run can be like yeah, it for the game. You know, that yeah. could be the winning run. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, it, it is fun. And something doesn't always happen.
0: You know, sometimes it's a, a fielder's right. choice or something, or a fly out yep. or something. And but still, you have that pressure. Anticipation something might happen. Yep. You know
1: yeah it is it is uh, risen stakes there for sure in the baseball uh, uh, october baseball 1943 himmler wants acceleration of final solution uh, final solution is um, sort of a sad documentary of the of the German um, war machine here but it final solution really involves the the killing and the genocide of the Jews uh, during the time of of um, of the world war World War II. Um Let's see, philanthrop, our paleo, paleoanthrop, wow, paleoanthropologist. I probably should have just left this th- stat alone. Mary Leakey finds the first partial fossil skull of Proconsul africanus, an ancestor of apes and humans, on Ru- wow. Rusinga Island, Kenya. This this
0: had a lot of pronunciation. There is absolutely
1: no reason that. for me to go into this statistic. And so uh, everybody that <laughs> didn't just change the radio station or turn it off because of that pronunciation, I apologize. But um, anyways, another one of those findings where uh, it's probably a, a, an ape skull, but yeah, you know, anything that will hopefully link, link to um, yes, it being a human.
0: The link is still
1: missing. Yes, it, yes and, and forever, will be. Yep. forever, forever yeah. will be. Forever, forever will be. Last couple things here. I, I do try to. Um, you know, leave the show with a positive note. It is hard. The The site that I use, as I've mentioned before, uh, does not come up with a whole lot of positive things, uh, especially recently. There's usually a lot of sad things uh, going on in the past few years. But um, maybe maybe one of these here, Nobel Prize for Physics awarded to Takaaki Kajiti, Kajita and Arthur McDonald for their work on neutrinos. I knew you were sleepless until I... Uh, I told you about I that. I don't that know was, what that is. That was two years in 19, Neutri- 2015. Neutrinos? I don't know. I probably should do some research and come back um, It was fantastic, whatever it is. Uh, but here's one. Messenger spacecraft performs a second Mercury flyby. Uh, now, that is close, uh, very close to the sun. Mercury is the closest planet to the sun. And so, obviously, we're still dealing with hundreds and thousands and even millions of miles um, but that's getting real close to the sun's atmosphere and, and things like that flying by mercury. So that's why mercury is like a rock. It, it, I mean, that's yeah. all it is. It's, it's a large, large rock. Venus actually has an atmosphere and, and some water on it. Um, but that's just to keep it from burning up, I'm sure. But anyways, so a couple of positive things are moot points. I guess you could say here at the end about neutrinos and the messenger, but um, that, that's a rough, a rough round out of this day in history. That's what's
0: happening this day in history. That's one of our uh, regular segments. I was talking to Lawrence before we started this segment, and I was saying, I always, whenever I guest host, I start off the program in the wrong way because I started off trying to do it like
1: Jared does it. Well, did you say it was the 234th episode? Because that's a big deal. Is it the 234th? It's the 234th. Jared would have mentioned that three or four times by this point in the show.
0: You know what I did? I started (laughs) off trying to say what episode it was, and I said, we've done 250 some odd episodes. I can't remember the exact number. Well, it was because last year
1: or last week, wow, uh, he had said something like 332. He had said the number backwards, which is why I remember he said, I got to get out of the 230s. That was his his issue last week. Right,
0: right. Well- the, the point is, I try to start it off doing it like he would do it. And then yeah. I just realize yeah. five minutes into it, I go, no. There's this, so many stats. This ain't happening, man. That
1: he rattles off about, you know, the rebound and where you can listen and uh, the time it is. And then he'll start speaking yeah. uh, futuristically from Sunday night. You know, you're just right. coming out of church. He'll mention things like that. Uh, so, yeah, Jared, the, the, he is the one and only of that type of hosting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's for sure.
0: But your segment sounded just like it always does. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> that it's worked pretty much. fine.
1: The momentum <laughs> was 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 uh, climaxed at pretty much uh, pathological or whatever she was, paleontologist. Uh, that was it. And then it just <laughs> right. kind of left right. off at neutrinos. Right. So, yeah, so now he would new. ask,
0: what are you doing this weekend? I yeah. know you're going right now to do basketball practice.
1: I am. I have basketball practice. Girl season starts in a little over two weeks, which I can't really believe. And, uh, then from there I have tomorrow, which I have my big lit review for my master's paper is due Tuesday. So I, I actually, I have some work done, but I have a lot of work to do between now and Tuesday on that. So that'll be some of my Saturday along with the men's league basketball game and then, uh, anniversary Sundays on, on Sunday. So I'm excited about that. And then, um, in service, it will be the other part of my weekend that kind of rounds everything out. So that'll be Tuesday.
0: Yeah. So no school for a Harvest Christian Academy on Monday and Tuesday. There are some limited hours on Tuesday. I'm not sure what the hours yeah, are. Yeah, 1 to 3.30 as far as I know. Okay. It is
1: the 10th of the month, so they are leaving it open in the afternoon for people to come in and pay their bill. Uh-huh. Um, but that'll be the afternoon there.
0: Okay. Well, thanks, Lawrence, for this day in history. Yeah, sure thing. We're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll actually get to the buck stops here. I know I said we were going to do the buck stops here last segment.
1: We really will get to you, it. You baited him into the New It This yeah. Day in History segment. I th- thanks for staying up.
0: Yeah. All right. The Buck Stops here coming up after this break. Thanks for listening to Live Till 5. Good afternoon. Thanks for listening to Live Till 5 on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. Remember, you can go to the website and download the podcast not too long after we close up the show at 5 o'clock. We get that edited down and posted on khmg.org, usually about 7 o'clock or so. And also have a rebroadcast on Saturday and Sunday as well. Just go to the website for details on that. You can go to khmg.org forward slash LTF khmg.org or just click on the Programs tab and Live Till 5 will be listed there as well. All of that at khmg.org. There's a bunch of other ways to listen there, download a podcast, whether it's from SoundCloud or iTunes or Google Play or you can subscribe in RSS as well. Well, I said that the next thing we would be doing is the Buck Stops here, and I've announced that a couple of times. So let's get to it. I've got kind of my own version of the Buck Stops here today. Now, the way the Buck Stops here usually works is there is a famous quote from someone who is a... I know that he says they're perhaps they're barons of industry.
2: Barons of industry. Right.
0: Or... Sebastian is here, by the way. Hi. (laughs) This particular quote today, and it's a quote from him. It's not necessarily the quote that he had on his desk or in his office. But this is like one of my favorite quotes from a former president, and that is Calvin
2: Coolidge. How much do you know about Calvin Coolidge, Sebastian? I know he's a pretty cool guy. All right. (laughs) I really don't know a lot about him. I've known his name, but right.
0: (laughs) Well, Calvin Coolidge was America's 30th president from 1923 to 1929. He demonstrated, it says here, now this is from whitehouse.gov, so this is directly from the official historical record.
2: This is a fire hydrant of knowledge right here. Right.
0: It says he demonstrated his determination to preserve the old moral and economic precepts of of frugality amid the material prosperity which many Americans were enjoying during the 1920s era. So it seems like to me he was a little bit of an old-fashioned guy. There was a lot going on in the 20s. It was called the Roaring 20s. And he was a guy who was a little bit old-fashioned, and that was especially in the area of finances and economics. And there's a lot in this uh, particular article from Whitehouse.gov on uh, his frugality, but it says that at 2:30 a.m. on the morning of August 3rd, 1923, while visiting Vermont, Calvin Coolidge received word that he was president. By the light of a kerosene lamp, his father, who was a notary public, administered the oath of office. This is very interesting how the presidents of the past received the oath of office, because today it's a huge party and a huge uh, event when the president receives the oath of office. But in this case, it's just him and his dad uh, in um, by the light of a kerosene lamp. And his dad is a notary public. So he has the the ability or I guess the authorization to administer the oath of office. So he placed his hand on the family Bible there in his office. And Coolidge was uh, distinguished for character more than for heroic achievement, wrote a Democratic admirer, Alfred E. Smith. His great task was to restore the dignity and prestige of the presidency when it had reached its lowest ebb in our history in a time of extravagance and waste. So they talked about him as being a great restorer of some sort of old-fashioned principles so he sounds like an interesting guy i won't go on and read the rest about uh, his presidency but this is the moment we've all been waiting for the quote from calvin coolidge which i appreciate this one a
2: lot i've been waiting anxiously i better i hope it's good
0: okay it is i have noticed that nothing i never said ever did me any harm yes i have noticed that nothing I ever said, I never said, I better start that again because I've messed it up. I have noticed that nothing I never said ever did me any harm. Apparently Calvin Coolidge was a guy who was uh, sparing in his words that he said and he uh, knew when not to speak. That is a lost art in and of itself. That's kind of yes. old fashioned as well. You know, uh, on social media today, anything that occurs, it doesn't matter how large or how small or how insignificant, from what you ate for lunch to a horrific event in the country, people seem to have to get on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and make a massive comment on what occurred. I've even noticed on Instagram lately, uh, we have an Instagram, by the way, Harvest Family Radio Instagram there's new photos every day from around Guam on our Instagram, Harvest Family Radio. Look for that. There is. It's every day. I put one up every day. I put one up last night at about midnight. So, uh, but what I was going to mention is about speaking up, even when, remember what his quote is. The quote is I have noticed that nothing I never said ever did me any harm. But I've noticed now on Instagram, people post a photo. Sometimes it's just a selfie. And then they put a lengthy, sometimes it's a political comment, sometimes it's a social comment, sometimes it's a rant. They put a lengthy comment underneath. Do you do Instagram, Sebastian?
2: Um, Just enough to get by, yes. Oh, okay. To get by? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Oh, you do the memes, right? Yeah, I do the memes. Okay. Well, (laughs) the issue is before you used to post a photo and it was about the photo. But now I've noticed people just post a photo of themselves, and it's oh. just an excuse for them to sort
2: of give some
0: sort of social commentary. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but anyway. Like I, I, I could do that right now. I could take a picture of me on the radio and just post it on Instagram. Right. On the radio right now, but I'll be in it. You know, it's kind of like <laughs> I don't want everyone to know that I'm on the radio, but it's more about me. Yeah. Right. No, I,
0: let's not do that. <laughs> well, uh, that anyway, I think that's a, it's a lost art to yes. not speak up. I, I was telling somebody recently that the only people that seem to come out the winners in like a Facebook debate are the people who don't participate, right? Because everybody, a lot of times a debate happens on Facebook or something and both people, no matter what they're arguing for against, uh, wind up sort of looking less than stellar in the, uh, in the comments that yeah. they make. So I want to start uh, talking about a little bit since we have a couple more moments before we take our next break. I want to start off our theme for the day. Uh, usually uh, Pastor Jared has a theme for the day, but he doesn't start in on it really until our second hour. Well, in our second hour, I know that we're going to be having What's in My Coffee, So they're going to be delivering our drinks here about four o'clock. So we may not have right as much time right at the beginning of the hour to talk about our theme, but our theme is friendship. And I have a lot of stats about friendship, a lot of interesting facts about friendship, but I kind of want to start by giving us kind of a biblical base for what friendship is all about. And uh, I did that. If you happen to listen today on Take Note, we talked about friendship uh, quite in depth, and uh, so uh, hopefully you got a chance to listen to that. I'm going to be posting a highlight or two from today's Take Note a little bit later. So if you subscribe to our podcast feed, that'll be on there. But this is from an article uh, from a pastor named Mike Ray. He's the senior pastor of Hopewell Baptist Church. And it doesn't give the location of where that is, but it's somewhere in the States. And he talks about... The Friendship of Jesus. And we really mentioned that today on Take Note because we were talking about the definition of friendship with Jesus, um, talking about a man laying down his life for his friends, and of course he's referring to his own sacrifice. But this is a a little article on the friendship of Jesus, and the subtitle is Seven Traits of a Good Friend. So we'll talk about this topic a little more in our second hour, but let's start here. It says, Jesus is a friend— that sticketh closer than a brother he's the epitome of friendship so it's like we take our example from him regarding friendship he was Judas' friend to the end Matthew 26:50 even while being betrayed at the moment of being betrayed i saw this as i was uh, researching my topic earlier today he called jesus or he called Judas this is jesus talking to Judas at the time of his betrayal he called him friend he also called Lazarus our friend in John 11, 11. A friend is someone whose heart... Um, this is an interesting turn of phrase that Mike Ray used here. He says, a friend is someone whose heart bell tolls when a friend is in need. Basically, they hear the call when their friend is in need. Someone once said, I went out to find a friend and could not find one there. I went out to be a friend... And friends were everywhere. It's sort of in keeping with a scriptural principle about uh, showing yourself friendly, and that's how you gain friends. While most are interested in having a friend, Jesus is interested in being our friend. And then he refers us to Psalm, or I'm sorry, Proverbs twenty-seven, and he calls it the friend chapter. And he says you'll notice the character traits of a friend, and that Jesus has all of them. Here are the seven character traits uh, of a true friend a friend praises or brags on his friends right Uh, you don't hear uh, someone talking bad about their friends they say positive things about their friends a friend is not jealous if his friend has other friends that's in verse 4 of psalm or of proverbs 27 Uh, a friend is willing to correct his friend and a friend's love is not secret, but it is expressed. So he's, he's both willing to correct his friend, and also he, uh, he's willing to tell other people that he is friends with that person. A friend sometimes wounds by being frank. And that's uh, verse 6 of Proverbs 27. Uh, a friend give, gives wise counsel. That's certainly been the case in my life. A friend does not let you down. Um, now, everybody's a human. Uh, once in a while, a friend could possibly let you down, but it's it's not characteristic of them, right? It's not something that happens all the time. They're always letting you down. It's more of a situation of you can trust them, you can rely on them, um, and you know that if you um, task them with something, they won't let you down. A friend transforms people into better people. That would be a great thing to be called a friend who actually helps other people become better by just being a friend. And so we're using the example of Jesus, but looking in Proverbs 27, it says, what a friend we have in Jesus. And of course, that's the lyric of a song or the title of a song, uh, a psalm, but it's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ being our friend. Well, you're listening to Live Till 5. It's 11 minutes before 4 o'clock. And I want to thank you for being with us. My name is Chris Harper. You usually hear Jared Baldwin's voice during this time of the day. He is off island. I didn't mention what he was doing. He's doing some recruiting for Harvest Ministries, Harvest Christian Academy, some different operational areas and educational areas where we often have opportunities to work. And uh, so he's traveling in the States doing some of that. And I know he was going to a pastor's conference as well. So he's doing a little bit of uh, professional training. Uh, and having the opportunity to do that. And uh, there's several things that he's able to do. If you get a chance, pray for him and some others around Harvest Ministries that are off-island right now doing some traveling. I'm sure they would appreciate it. Well, when we come back, we're going to get a little more into our theme for the day about friendship, and maybe our coffee will be here as well, or at least our drinks from Hebrews Hebrews is only open another 10 minutes. So if you're close by Barragata and you want to pull into Harvest Ministries parking lot, you got about 10 minutes to pick yourself up.
2: Like a, I don't know, what's your favorite drink to go to? Oh, yeah, mine is definitely a uh, Kona Mocha. Yeah, I like a creamy vanilla bean. I'll go with that.
0: All right, well, you have the opportunity to do that, but more Live Till 5 after this break. Well, we're back with a little more Live Till 5. This is KHMG, 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. It's just about six minutes before four o'clock now. Sometimes I know why Pastor Jared does some of the things that he does when we get down to the end of the hour. It's not quite time to uh, uh, read out another um, article or comment on uh, our topic of the day, but we can do what the "What are you doing this weekend?" question. We'll do that in a minute here, Sebastian. I'm here with Sebastian Basildua, and my name is Chris Harper. And I want to tell you that we have the opportunity to download our podcast just a couple hours after the show ends. Usually about seven o'clock, we have the podcast available. It looks like our drinks are here as well. Here, Sebastian, a very important task for you now. I got it. I open on the it. door and get those drinks. Uh, so we'll do what's in my coffee at the beginning of the second hour of live till five. But I just want to let you know, you can go to khmg.org. Also, you could also go to our Facebook page because we post the link to our podcast there as well. So just search for Harvest Family Radio Guam on Facebook and you can also find our podcast there. But it gives you the opportunity to hear the rest of the program, which you perhaps don't have the opportunity to listen to live. So, before we end this first hour, let's get the uh, the ever popular question, Sebastian. What are you doing this weekend?
2: It is an extremely popular question because I am an extremely popular person, and uh, honestly, this weekend it's going to be a pretty popular weekend because uh, what? What do you? Well, it's a
0: it's like a I may a three day weekend.
2: I may stroll through Tumon, you know, and. uh, get all sorts of haze and highs, you know, uh, just kidding. Not really.
0: You mean people
2: will know who you are and, uh, yeah, and greet I, you? I was trying to aim for something like that. They'll but, probably uh, think you're Josh. Oh yeah. Hi, <laughs> Mr. Josh. Yeah. I'm not Josh. No, that'll be different. That's um, different. But yeah, you know, probably more wedding planning and, uh, right. uh, maybe movie watching, but I mean, other than that, I mean, it's like That's a day we, oh, we might go down to the, the, uh, uh, Beach on Sunday for, like, a picnic kind of thing. Oh, so okay. With a group of people. Got gotcha. I won't say which beach because we, then we would just get, you know, flooded with people, you know.
0: That are coming to see you? Yes, exactly. Right. So I
2: won't say. I'll keep it secret. Okay. But, yeah.
0: Well, I revealed what – I revealed – I'll tell you what happened last week. I said what beach I was going to, which is Tagachan. And I did go there on Saturday. And actually, there was quite a lot of people there. I thought maybe they had heard about it on the radio. But <laughs> – I don't think that's actually true. But uh, what what I'm doing usually is I'm doing a 365-day photo project. And I'm like um, almost 300 days into that, I guess. I don't remember exactly what the number is. It's 280 or some 285, something like that. And so I'm taking a lot of photographs. You can see a lot of those photographs, actually, not my regular picture of the day, but all the pictures that are on our Instagram account for Harvest Family Radio. So if you go to Instagram and search for Harvest Family Radio there and follow that account, you'll see like, those are my second like image of the day. So the other night I went down uh, to, there's two Ray cafe on Marine Corps drive, which that is a great place by the way, if you stop there and go down to the beach that's a great place to see the sunset. So I've taken sunset photos there a number of times, and there was an amazing sunset last week, and I took a bunch of pictures, and I thought, I've got, I've got plenty. So I, I posted one of them on the Harvest Family Radio account. So what you'll find me doing a lot of weekends is being somewhere on island taking photographs, and I'll probably be doing that this weekend as well. Yes. But we've been finding ourselves many weekends going down to, uh, to Gotchen, And, uh, just kind of goofing around down there. The kids seem to like that. It's a different kind of beach in the sense that, you know, it's not a, it's not one that people commonly go to. There's some rocks on one side. There's some sand on the other side. It's kind of, it's kind of got a little bit of everything and you can find shells and stuff there. And, but, uh, but it's an interesting time. So that's what our weekends are going to look like. Uh, Hopefully you're doing something on Island this weekend and, enjoying yourself, just enjoying the weekend on Guam. I did see the, the weather forecast and there will be some rain in the forecast, but it's just going to be patchy rain showers. So it should be a good opportunity this weekend to really get out and do something. Well, thanks for listening to Live Till 5 in our first hour. In our second hour, we'll be talking a little bit more about our topic of the day, which is Friendship. We'll have some stats about friendship and how many friends people actually have as opposed to uh, how many of their friends actually say that they're friends with you, which is an interesting topic. (laughs) We're going to get into that from Harvard Business Review in our second hour. But thanks for listening to a little Live Till Five. Welcome to our second hour of Live Till 5 on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. As Pastor Jared would say, everybody loves bagpipe music. He says this ironically, of course, because we know some folks who don't love the bagpipe music, but I love it. I think it's probably some family heritage because I have English, Scottish, Irish heritage. So, there's some interest in the heritage there, I think. But thanks for listening to Live Till 5 today. I'm your guest host, Chris Harper, filling in for Pastor Jared Baldwin, who is off-island at the moment. Sebastian Basildua is with me today on the program.
2: I'm here. Always here. Always here.
0: Earlier, we were able to have Nagan guest with us with some This Day in History. We've hit many of our regular segments on the program, and now we want to get to one of our other normal segments on Live Till 5, because we have our drinks from Hebrews. This segment is brought to us by Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, the best little coffee shop on Guam. All the proceeds, by the way, all the net profits of Hebrews go to missions projects around the world. And actually up on the wall now is a big sign that tells you proceeds from Hebrews go to missions. So that's not a money-making endeavor for this ministry in any way, except in the sense that we're trying to raise money, raise funds for missions projects around the world, but I don't. This is not really true for me that I go there every day. I don't know that I go there every day, but I go there a lot of days, and I pick up a drink from Hebrews. So we have now. Here's the thing: I've noticed a dilemma already. I don't know if it's a moral dilemma; it's more of a uh, more of a uh, just a practical dilemma, and that is that there are only two of us on the program today, but there is a third drink available.
2: So the moral dilemma is me not having to. You know, just you know, uh,
0: tackle me. Yeah, take tackle it. you. And
2: I, I was just trying to think of a nice word <laughs> other, to other than tackle, physical harm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you inflict some physical harm on me and take the second drink. No, I was thinking we would share it with one of our friends, since this the uh, show today is all about friends. It's not about who's coming here; it's who we go out to. And I could be a friend. Yeah. And take that to somebody. I think, you know what I think? Uh, Earlier today, uh, Joe Sarney, who works with us, he's a videographer here at Harvest Ministries. He said, if you have a third drink,
2: you know, like, keep him in mind. So I don't know if that. He is. um, I don't know if he's my friend, though. (laughs) I'm just kidding. He's definitely my friend. (laughs) He's definitely my friend.
0: That's because um, he does a lot of videos for us. So. All right, Sebastian, let's start with you because you have the number one cup. The number one cup. Let me tell you people how this works, by the way. If you haven't learned this by now, basically what happens is Hebrews brings us assorted drinks, which they serve regularly at uh, Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore. And we are to determine, not just to determine, but to describe the drinks That we're consuming at that moment. So, Mr. Sebastian, tell us what you're drinking.
2: You know what? It's a variety every time. And also, every time, for the last three times, I happen to have been getting the amazing hot apple cider.
1: Oh, boy.
2: So, I mean, how can you you describe something so amazing so many times? You may ask, and I will say, I reflect on a memory that it brings to me. And this one specifically hit brought back memories of going out to our yard and looking under the apple tree and finding apples and collecting them. That's what you would find under an apple tree. I didn't even know it was an apple tree until, you know, one would hit you in the head and you're like, oh, it's an apple tree. It's like a nice little surprise. That the thing about Guam is it could be a coconut. <laughs> <all> <laughs> so after you wake up from falling unconscious cuz uh, it knocked you out. Oh, yeah. what a pleasant surprise. A yeah, coconut tree. Yeah. I
0: at our complex uh, where we drop off our garbage in the uh, in the dumpster, there's a coconut tree right above the dumpster. And so you'll sometimes see like dents in things where a coconut has fallen. And one time when I was walking to the dumpster, right where I was stand right where I was about ready to go stand to throw my garbage in the dumpster, a coconut fell and hit the ground with great velocity and I thought you know, my head would have been there if uh, if a moment later
2: I would have trekked under the uh, can, tree. Can I share like a small, like a really quick story that you just reminded me of something? Yeah. Like, I know, uh, you know, just for, just for talk, you know, we're talking here, right? Share you know, a that, big that's story. That's how talking you goes, like. you know? I mean, so like you just said, you know, the coconut fell with like great velocity and hit the ground. You know, I was once working at a camp and, um, you know, I, you know had, I stayed in these cabins and I had to watch over all these kids. You know, even overnight we had a you know, make sure they're okay. And uh, yeah. so one night, you know, I have this like kid, you know, he's probably like, he's probably like 10 or 11, you know, and he's, he's sleeping on the bottom bunk, sure. you know, there are bunk beds. So I'm, I'm sleeping, you know, constantly being woken up every now and then, can I use the restroom, you know, or, or something like that, you know, I know how it goes. Yeah. Uh, um, so, you know, one night I hear this, boom. I'm sorry if that blows out the audio levels on the recording, (laughs) but, um, I, I was like, oh no, someone fell from the top bunk. This is not, this is not good. You know, and I I wake up and I look around and I I was like, everyone's in the top bunk. Everyone's there. I'm like, where, who, uh, what? And you know, you know, I'm just like looking around and then I see one kid, he's on the ground. He's like, oh, but he was on the bottom bunk. Yeah, And it was like, it's like like literally a foot off the ground, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, how did you make so much noise falling from a foot off the ground? You know? It was yeah. like, it was like pretty ferocious falling, I, that, what it sounded like, but he just fell a foot. Yeah. And, <laughs> so, I yeah. mean, I don't know. Kid must have been like solid with muscles. and just,
0: <laughs> Hey, that happened to us when we were at camp, actually, too. One of our daughters was, you know, just little. And she fell out of the bunk. He got a big a big uh, knot on the side of her head. It was interesting. but See,
2: So you have the apple cider. Oh, the apple cider, yes. I've, okay. I, I would drink it many more times if I needed to. Or that to. is
0: something people need to go to Hebrews and ask for, by the way. that yes. I don't
2: know. Is it up on the... Is it up on the sign? Well, they're was... actually decorating. They're trying to have a fall theme down there. So okay, if it's gotcha. not, I'm sure they'll have something to notify because, yeah. Because
0: I know that one day I was kind of looking around, and I didn't I didn't see that on there. And I thought, they better get that up there because we've been talking to, about it on the radio. But the apple cider is fantastic. That's lovely. So I'll uh, describe what I'm having. We're still, we're still in the midst of telling stories, but we're also uh, in the midst of what's in my coffee. This is definitely not coffee. This is a... An iced drink. It is pink in color, but it is also carbonated. Mm. So it's one of those um, fruit splashes, I think is what they call it. And this has got to be like a kiwi flavored. I think it's kiwi. Mm. No way. I think it's not kiwi.
2: Well, I always get a fruit splash from them, and they always make a kiwi strawberry because I always ask for that.
0: Yeah, I think that's what this is. You
2: know what? They probably made it for me and you took it, you know? But it's hey. funny because I always try I'm, – I'm one who, like, it's hard for me to, to change things up if I already like something, you know? Like yeah. when you go to a restaurant, you have a hard time, like, I don't want to order something else because what if I don't like it and then I'm stuck with that. you know? It's kind of like that with a, the with a fruit splash. Like yesterday, I was literally like, um, uh, I'm going to try and branch out here, you know? I'll have the raspberry um, – uh, no, we'll just add, add a kiwi, add, uh, uh, coconut. No, 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 strawberry. We'll have the kiwi strawberry, which is what I always get. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the other drink that we have to give away to one of our friends is a pumpkin chai, by the way. But you have the apple cider, of course. And I have the, what does this say? Strawberry and cola fruit spash? What does that say? Calamansi. Is that what that is? Calamansi. Uh, for yeah, I
2: think it's calamansi. I was going to say calamansi yeah, C-A-L-A. but it's strawberry. A-L-A. So
0: it's not kiwi at all.
2: It's strawberry and calamansi. Oh man. I L- uh, call the lacroix if I have yeah, my it's, French. Yeah, it's right. got the yeah, lacroix.
0: <laughs> La lacroix is the uh, is the carbonation in there. So that is very good. I don't get things like that normally. I don't get anything like that, but that is very good. So yes. That's uh that's it for what's in my coffee or at least what's in my drink today i i always think what's in my coffee is a little bit misnamed because we often do not have coffee yes that's true it's just a drink but i'll tell you one other story about things falling by the way
2: yes uh
0: one time i was in a store and i was looking i was uh trying to buy a small desk like a stand-up desk okay but it, it was just it would just hold my laptop so, I was trying to buy one and I was in a store. And you know how sometimes they have those tall shelves that go all the way up to like the ceiling? I mean, yeah. they're, they're literally 20 feet high.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, 20 it, feet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I was uh, th- there was a guy helping me and he began pulling on the desk that was like a, a stack of boxes with these small desks. And he began pulling it off the shelf, and he was kind of shaking it back and forth. Well, up above our heads was a series of displays of some of the other furniture that they had. And have you ever seen those glider rockers? I might have told this story on the show before. Yeah, I think I think I know what you're talking about. One of those glider rockers. It it doesn't. It's not like it doesn't have the traditional rocker like the half moon. Uh, uh, portion at the bottom it has a it has a gliding mechanism ah yes very heavy they often have a gliding um footstool that goes with them that you that you put your feet up on yes well there was one right above our heads and as he pulled this i kind of stepped back to have a look at it and he pulled it out and the glider rocker right above our heads probably at least 15 maybe 20 feet above us on a shelf on like a big, a big display fell and landed two inches from my toes. But it was where I was standing Mm. just a split second earlier and that heavy glider rocker fell and smashed on the right, right at my feet. And I could actually feel the wind blow my hair as it came past and uh, the guy looked absolutely horrified horrified and i didn't i didn't think twice about it in the sense that i was like well it didn't hit me i guess i'm okay you know but he looked like he was horrified so he actually he actually uh, offered to give me the desk for free. <laughs> <But>
2: <laughs> hey, God has like, a no. reason, right? I was
0: like, no, 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 no. You don't have to. I didn't I didn't take it for free. Oh. I said, no, no, no. Oh, okay. You don't have to do
2: that. And I don't know what I would have done. But
0: okay. what they should have done is that all of those items should have been tethered to that display area. They can't just be sitting up there free. So yeah. it was a mistake on the part of the yeah. establishment. I will not name The store, but it's a
2: was this here? No, this was not here. This
0: was in uh, Fairbanks, Alaska. Nothing to worry about here, though. Nothing to worry about here. (laughs) Everything safe and sound here. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry (laughs) about it. All the stores here are totally safe. (laughs) Nothing will fall on your head. So, all right. Well, we need to take our uh, next break, and when we come back, what are we going to do next? When we come back, well, I think. We'll look a little more at friendship. You don't have a quiz or anything
2: today. You know what? No, but I'm going to take that drink, and I'm going to go make a friend.
0: Yeah, and bring them back here, and they can describe the drink. Okay. Tell them they have to be on the radio. Okay. This they'll, will this will help our show. This well, will we're will forcing.
2: Happen. Forced friendship, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Got it.
0: That's very much
2: in the spirit the of our kind. program. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: thanks for listening to Live Till 5 today. It's 18 minutes after 4 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Hey, thanks for being here with us. My name is Chris Harper. Welcome back to Live Till Five, KHMG eighty-eight point one FM Harvest Family Radio. You know what we were able to do during the break? We were able to find a friend with our. I can't. I can't ignore this. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot ignore this. Uh, there was a. Let's just say, put it this way. There was a little spill while uh, while I was doing the intro here. And I will not reveal the identity of the spiller.
2: It wasn't me. I or the spill e. But, um, yeah. It's, it's not sp- spilled. I'm just cleaning up but the it was, a bit. But it wasn't our new friend. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> me.
0: It's amazing how easy it is to make a new friend when you have a fresh, hot drink from Hebrews. It's really, really easy to discover a new friend. So that's exactly what we've done. We've gone around the office. And we found a new friend. This is Joe Sarni. He's our videographer. Hi, friends. Yes. We, yes, we have friends, all manner of friends around the island listening to the program today. So we've given you, we play What's in Our Coffee every week, but we don't usually have a special guest tasting the drink of the day. So you have received a drink. What do you
2: think? What is, what is your drink? I think it is a hot chai and you said there was something else in it besides yes, chai, but there's some at, something else. I mean, not coffee. Um,
0: think. Okay, so let me tell you that this might help you. Yeah. The theme is fall down in the coffee shop. So if uh-huh. you go down there, they have oddly enough, they have all these uh, these leaves all over the wall, like maple leaves yeah. or whatever. And so the theme is fall. So think of what is the popular drink in the fall.
2: Well, whenever I think fall, I think of pumpkins. So some Aha. kind of pumpkin flavor. Exactly. It. Yeah. It's a
0: pumpkin spice hey. chai. There we go. Pumpkin spice chai. Not so bad. So this is sort of a, le- this is an object lesson, Sebastian. This is, if you want, you know, the Bible says, if you want to make friends, you've got to show yourself friendly. And the best way, of the I don't know if it's the best way, but the easiest way to do that. Is if you take a hot drink out into the world That's with you,
2: I you take. take a, oh, I, sorry, I heard you said take a hot drink. I, no, don't take his take, hot take drink. Yours. Mine. That's how you lose friends. <laughs> mine. <laughs> <laughs> so if you
0: take a drink out into the world, a hot drink, a fresh drink from Hebrews, I would suggest this to you. Just go to Hebrews, get yourself a drink, a nice, maybe get yourself a pumpkin spice chai. And bring it up to my office, and we can be friends. Exactly. Well, you yes. might want to
2: take it to an air conditioned location because you don't want to take it to the, you know, the, the the guys working outside on the on the lawn. You know, they're probably heated up, and it's just like here, have a hot drink. Okay. or you could just really use one of these right now. <laughs> we'll take a
0: cold drink. Yeah, take a cold one for them. <laughs> whatever, we, whatever the case may be. But uh, thanks, Joe, for stepping in and uh, yeah. thank and, you very much. And taking our extra drink, we had no idea what we were going to do with that. I did. I do what I can to help out with you guys. <laughs> Joe is always here to help, and he's. Uh, what are you going to do this weekend, Joe?
2: Uh, planning on going camping tonight, but we'll see if the weather holds up. It's a little cloudy out right now, so the
0: forecast does say some rain, but it's only yeah. supposed to be scattered showers. So that's some excitement,
2: I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah all all right. some variety.
0: Don't don't uh, don't
2: uh, camp at the bottom of a hill, and you'll be all right. There we go, there and we tell go. creepy stories at night while it's raining and thundering and lightning. <laughs> yeah, well, you can do that. You just—I mean—just don't get wet. Is that how we make friends? That's yeah. how you lose friends to whatever's creeping out there.
0: I can tell you're one of the ones that likes to tell the the creepy stories. It since a dark sin, and stormy night. Since your voice goes down like this, I can tell you. Uh, you do that thing where, where there's breath after you talk. Oh and like, I had something okay. in my throat. All right. Well thanks, Joe. I appreciate thanks, guys. it. Have fun camping. Will do. All right. Goodbye, Joe. So it's uh Chris Harper. I'm your fill in host today, and Sebastian Basildua. And he was able to succeed in spilling some hot apple cider. I wasn't going to reveal which um which member of the group here spilled, but it's just Sebastian. Now he's all sticky. He's trying to find some wet wipes or something to, I don't know, to clean up. I'm not sure. Anyway, let's, uh, let's think about a little bit more about our theme of the day, which is friendship. And I had some interesting things I wanted to get to um, regarding the types of friends everyone has. Okay. Let's get focused on this uh, friendship idea again. there's This uh, is from time.com, so from Time Magazine, and it's talking about the types of friends everyone has. Now, most of these friends are sort of, this This sort of comes from a more uh, female perspective because all the writers on this, there's a different uh, writer for each one of these friend types, and most of them are females, so it, it might apply Specifically to females a little more than guys, but I think it applies pretty well to everybody. And that is the type of the first type of friend that it seems like everyone has is the comic relief. So this is the the funny guy. This is the guy who's the who's the clown who's always making a joke, who's always uh, sort of making everybody in the group laugh. Right. Um, The story is told here in this article. That uh, she says that recently a close pal and I were both coping with very ill parents. And it seems like an odd time to have the friend who's the comic relief. But I said there's nothing funny about disease or dying, but for the whole year, we compared notes in a humorous way. We used hyperbole to describe our plights and sometimes made jokes about whose family situation was more depressing. It, we made it fun to relieve some of our sadness, some of the pressure, and it's only temporary, of course, but at least they had the ability to make each other laugh in this very difficult situation. It was sort of an opportunity for them to grow closer together and for them to cope better with the situations they were dealing with. So uh, this person says one of the five types of friends that it seems like everyone has is the comic relief, right? You have a friend like that, Sebastian? I
2: probably am the comic relief. You're the comic relief. I am relief. pretty hilarious. sometimes. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you can sort of be that way. Uh, the other one is, uh, the next one, is the life coach. The life coach. Uh, because of our busy lives, this Time Magazine article says, I hardly ever speak to one of my closest friends. But it doesn't really matter. This is the I I feel this way about one particular guy that's a friend of mine. When we do connect, without fail, she reinvigorates me. Her pep talks make me feel more hopeful about myself and my future. What's more, uh, my energizer friend is strong and tough with a vigor for life, and she says she can feed off of that. Through her example, she makes me more eager to achieve my goals or just keep tackling every day. Talking with her recharges my emotional battery till the next time we have a minute to pick up the phone. That's what she's calling the life coach. And I, I sort of have a friend that's that way, too. doesn't matter how long. Sometimes we go years, actually, without talking to each other. But it seems like every time we talk, it's, we just pick up right where we left off. Yeah. You have somebody like that that, since you've been out on Guam, you've talked to them again and sort of pick up where you left off? Yeah. I mean, I have tons of friends. So,
2: I mean, I have something like that.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, There's also the risk taker. Again, I I just want to let you know, this is five friends that seems like everybody has the risk taker. We all need an adventurous friend who nudges us out of the status quo, someone who introduces us to new ideas, new philosophies, new activities that otherwise we may have never exposed ourselves to or that we feared too much to explore on our own. So I've long been inspired by a world traveler friend whose preschooler's passport has more stamps in it than most adults. So that means she has some kids and she takes them around the world with her, I guess. She has helped me because uh, I am now less intimidated and more excited about traveling. Now, this isn't me. I don't like traveling. But uh, in fact, thanks to her, my husband and I drove an RV across Canada two summers ago with our three children who are all four and under scary. Yes, but we had so much fun and we're going to do it again this year. Now I have not taken particularly long road trips in my life, especially with little kids, but I've taken a few, but I would not want to take them again. So I would have to have a friend inspire me to do something like that because I would yeah. never, never, do that on my own so yeah. glad i'm on guam so i don't have these long road trips yes uh i like it here i like the i like the um the small feel to it but there's tons of places to explore so it's not it's small but you can just be exploring i've been basically non-stop exploring almost every weekend for yeah. the over two years that i've been here and there's a ton of places where i haven't been
2: yeah. So, I mean, you know. I, I'm used to traveling a lot. Like, where I was from, like, if you're my friend, like, it was a commitment to be your friend. Because if I, if I wanted to see you, it's, it's, I'd have to drive at least, you know, you know yeah. 20 minutes to come see you. <laughs> you oh, know? that long, huh? Yeah, at, least, at <laughs> least 20 minutes. At least 20 minutes. Wow. Sorry. Well, it was a lot of country driving. So, like, you know, you're yeah. going, like, a long distance. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. I've,
0: yeah. So, one of the types of friends could be a risk taker. Or the challenger. These have some, something in common a little bit. One characteristic we underrate in a friend is the ability to be brutally honest. So I guess the theory here is that somebody challenges you, perhaps in your thinking or in the way you approach things. She tells a lengthy story here that I won't get into. But basically, there was two women that one of them was um, uh, more of a feminist leader and one of them was a very conservative Person and they always uh, bantered back and forth about their perspectives, and they always challenged each other. And I think that's good. I think in our society today, there's a, a whole lot of argument. But there's very little actual challenging going on. Uh, the uh, perhaps someone is speaking to you, and you have no intention whatsoever of ever thinking through the points they're trying to make. You're just more trying to prove a point for yourself. So that's the kind of friend that you potentially could have, a challenger. And then the fifth and last type of friend that almost everybody seems to have is the loyalist. Now, I don't know that this is always a healthy type of friend to have, but you do need somebody that's sort of always in your corner, I think. But it says, This pal can drop in on you unannounced, when you're looking your worst, or when you're feeling your worst, or no matter what's happening with you, it says you haven't showered and the house is a total disaster, and there it doesn't matter. This friend is not going to think twice about the situation you're in, and most importantly, she'll let you. Sorry, and th- this is females speaking here, yes, so yes, I don't yes, know yes, that yes. this would happen in my life, but she says she allows you to be emotional, and uh, when you're at your lowest point. Maybe you're not that coherent. Maybe you're not making sense, but it's okay. Uh, They just let you sort of ramble on. And so that's the kind. five types of friends, the comic relief, the life coach, the risk taker, the challenger, and the loyalist. And, you know, I kind of uh, had people in mind as I was thinking about uh, this list, so maybe you do too. We're talking about friendship today on Live Till 5. I'm finding myself almost saying take note every single time. Yes. Because I'm usually doing take note. I'm almost never saying live till five. And that's because I'm just filling in hosting today. Yep. So it's me and Sebastian that are just here on our own. I mean, this is yeah. this is it. There's usually, A lot of times there's four of us here. There is. Many times there's at least three of us here. And uh, on this particular occasion, it's just you and me. Two. And of course, our many, 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 many
2: listeners. Yes.
0: So can't forget them.
2: I did not forget you, listeners.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, a little bit more on friendship. We're sort of diving deeper into our theme of the day than than Pastor Jared often does. And uh, that's because there's a lot of stuff. The next article... You'll have to bear with me on it. It's a little bit of a research article about business, but it's got interesting conclusions that it comes to. I don't want to talk about that uh, after we take this break on Live Till 5. Stay with us. Well, welcome back to a little more Live Till 5. KHMG 88.1 FM Harvest Family Radio. It's 20 minutes before 5 o'clock. And on today's Live Till 5, we've been talking about friendship. We're going to continue that through the last 20 minutes of the program. My name is Chris Harper, filling in for Pastor Jared Baldwin, who's your regular host on the program. I think it's program number 234 from what uh, Lawrence told me earlier. So he's been doing most of those programs. I've probably only done, I don't know, five or six in the last two and a half years or whatever.
2: I've done one.
0: It was about sleep, right?
2: Yes, and I will do another one next week. And it will be about...
0: You have no idea. I do actually have an idea. You have an idea?
2: I think about these things, and that's why it becomes the best-grossing show of all time.
0: Best-grossing?
2: <laughs> what, what does that mean? Top-grossing.
0: The like
2: the most played or whatever? Sure. I
0: thought our I thought our North Korea show was the
2: most played. Oh, it was. It was. Yeah. I was. I held the throne though for the while. You held the
0: throne. Yeah,
2: I you shared. it. You have a lot of friends on Facebook. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I I plan these things. Next week is going to be epic. I won't reveal it just yet. No, don't reveal it. We don't <laughs> want people to be... We, well, we don't want people to
0: not be able to work all week. Like, be distracted with what the Live Tell 5
2: topic is going to be. So, I mean, yeah, let's not... <laughs> Oh, you want me to say it?
0: No, don't say. Oh. No, I said we don't want them to be distracted oh, like, all
2: week. I, I thought you meant like they couldn't handle the anticipation, like waiting that long to find out what my topic is, well, I think which is the that, natural response. I
0: think what will happen is once you do reveal it, then they'll be so excited about it that they won't be able to work, they won't be able to sleep, they won't be able to go to school. Yeah. So I would say keep them in suspense. Yes, so I enjoy
2: that's, that. That's the way we do it. I will keep them in suspense.
0: All right. Well, friendship. This the the headline on this story, this is I get this from kind of a geeky magazine, okay? So I read the the Harvard Business Review on occasion and I saw this headline and I thought this was interesting regarding friends, but it's it's a little bit of a geeky story. So I said, Will this work for Live Till Five? But I actually think there are things in here that are helpful. So this is what it's a research project. And the question is, or the the statement is, I should say, you may or you have fewer friends than you think you have fewer friends than you think and so here is the theory behind it. The theory behind it is people say that they have this number of good friends, but it turns out in reality they don't, and so what they do is they put this in the context of business relationships, and a lot of times people think that others at the office are their good friends, but it turns out if you interview those other people at the office, they're not nearly as good of friends as you think they are, or they don't even think of you as a friend. So it's an interesting theory. Uh, So, And then this is in regard to, this is why I say it's a little bit geeky, but I like this kind of stuff. So the, the second part of the theory is That when you have people working together that are good friends, you can develop better in your profession altogether as opposed to if you're just trying to develop yourself in your profession, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like a teamwork-oriented improvement. So I'm going to read a little bit of this. If it gets too geeky and it doesn't work, then we'll quit, but... This is the how the story starts out. This is from the Harvard Business Review online. People generally assume that when they consider another person a friend, that that person also thinks of them as a friend. In other words, friendship is reciprocal. But when we analyzed self-reported relationship surveys from several experiments around the world, we found that while most people assume friendships are two-way, only about half of those friendships are actually reciprocal. So the other people that they interview don't think of you as a friend, even though you think you're their friend. These findings indicate a profound inability of people to know who their friends are, perhaps because the possibility of non-reciprocal friendship challenges one's self-image. Meaning you might think, hey, of course they're my good friend. I mean, look how, look how great I am. Right. So you may think, oh, well, everybody's my friend. Right. We uh, we like them is sort of the theory, but they and so therefore they must like us. Well, in itself, this may seem just an interesting or minor finding, but the large proportion of asymmetric friendships translates to a major effect on the ability of an individual to persuade others to cooperate to change their behavior. Meaning if you're in a corporate situation of some sort and you're trying to make some sort of a change, whether it's a cultural change or an actual physical change to something that's occurring in that organization, it's very, very difficult for you to do that when you are not actually friends with those people. So that's because success depends on the ability to recruit friends to help at critical times, right? So let's say you're in a situation where you say, oh, it would be really important if we make this change at this moment. You have to be able to recruit somebody else to sort of join you in making that change. So since this is important, studies are showing that social influence is a critical factor in organizational change and especially in the propagation of new behaviors, new ideas, and new methods in both organizations and in society in general. So when you're wanting something to change, you have to get other people on board. And here's the thing. They have to actually be your friend, it seems Mm -hmm. like, because they won't be willing to help you if they're not really your friend. Yeah. Moreover, in recent years, peer support programs have emerged as highly effective and empowering ways to leverage, I hate the word leverage, but to leverage peer influence to support behavioral change of employees. One specific type of peer support group is called, okay, the buddy system, right? Right. That's a little bit. I don't know if I'd call it that if I were a business, but basically what they're doing is they're saying uh, here, let's develop this new program. You and Johnson are going to develop this new program, I guess, is what they're doing in which individuals are paired with another person, i.e. a buddy with the responsibility of supporting their attempt to change their behavior in settings like work, safety, uh, smoking, cessation or physical fitness. Right. Let's get everybody in the company more fit because it results in more work. Uh, a lot of times, like one just one little example of this is that I, I know a guy who owns a company and they've installed all these standing desks, right? Because if you're standing up, you uh, supposedly your workflow is a lot better and you're healthier. So they want all their employees to be healthy and to be more productive. So standing desks is like one of these things. But what they're trying to do is to pair you up with somebody else to make some sort of a change. But the findings from Harvard Business Review suggest that this is a misperception of friendships. And so what it does is it significantly limits efforts like this to actually make the change occur because the two people they get together are not actually friends. What's more, we found that directionality of friendship which way a friendship is perceived between two people is also a factor. So what you have happening there is one person can think the other person is a is a friend, and this is going great. And the other person could just think, like, I got paired up with this guy. I don't like him. It doesn't make any sense to me. This isn't helpful. I want to leave the company, whatever the case is. So I'm going to kind of stop there. But what, what happens is, It can kind of spiral out of control. And what you can have happen is the exact opposite thing that you want it to happen will actually occur. So things get worse rather than getting better because everybody is thinking in the wrong way about the other people in the office and whether or not they're their actual friend or whether they are not. So there's a lot about friendship research out there. I have a couple of other articles about this, but I want to get to a clip that I put together. And this is about an article that I pulled up earlier today, which is how millennials happiness is tied to work friendships. Okay. I won't read the article right now, but I have a a little portion of an article that I want to play for you. And it's Simon Sinek. And he is a, he's an author, several very popular books right now. And uh, I'll get for you the, the um, program that this aired on uh, after we listened to it. But uh, he was on a program talking about younger generations and how that relationships are hindered by some of the devices and some of the things like social networks can be how they can be problematic in regard to relationships. So this is about a almost a four minute clip but I think it's really interesting and worth your time. So this is just a portion
3: of an interview with Simon Sinek. We know that engagement with social media and our cell phones releases a chemical called dopamine. That's why when you get a text, it feels good, right? So, you know, we've all had it where you're feeling a little bit down or feeling a bit lonely. And so you send out 10 texts to 10 friends, you know, hi, 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 hi. Because it feels good when you get a response, right? Right? It's why we count the likes, it's why we go back 10 times to see if, and if it's going, if our, my Instagram is growing slower, I would, I, I, did I do something wrong? Do they not like me anymore, right? The, the trauma for young kids to be unfriended, right? Because we know when you get it, you get a hit of dopamine, which feels good. It's why we like it, it's why we keep going back to it. Dopamine is the exact same chemical that makes us feel good when we smoke, when we drink, and when we gamble. In other words, it's highly, highly addictive. Right? We have age restrictions on smoking, gambling, and uh, alcohol, and we have no age restrictions on social media and cell phones, which is the equivalent of opening up the liquor cabinet and saying to our teenagers, hey, by the way, this adolescence thing, if it gets you down. <laughs> but that's basically what's happening. That's basically what's happening, right? That's basically what happened. You have an entire generation that has access to an addictive, numbing, chemical dopamine through social media and cell phones as they're going through the high stress of adolescence. Why is this important? Almost every alcoholic discovered alcohol when they were teenagers. When we're very, very young, the only approval we need is the approval of our parents. And as we go through adolescence, we make this transition where we now need the approval of our peers. Very frustrating for our parents, very important for us. It allows us to acculturate outside of our immediate families into the broader tribe, Right? It's a highly, highly stressful and anxious period of our lives, and we're supposed to learn to rely on our friends. Some people, quite by accident, discover alcohol and numbing effects of dopamine to help them cope with the stresses and anxieties of adolescence. Unfortunately, that becomes hardwired in their brains, and for the rest of their lives, when they suffer significant stress, they will not turn to a person, they will turn to the bottle. Social stress, financial stress, career stress, that's pretty much the primary reasons why an alcoholic drinks. Right. What's happening is because we're uh, allowing unfettered access to these dopamine producing devices and media, basically it's becoming hardwired and what we're seeing is as they grow older, they, too many kids don't know how to form deep meaningful relationships. Their words, not mine. They will admit that many of their friendships are superficial. They will admit that their friends that they don't count on their friends, they don't rely on their friends, they have fun with their friends. But they also know that their friends will cancel on them if something better comes along. Deep meaningful relationships are not there because they never practice the skill set, and worse, they don't have the coping mechanisms to deal with stress. So when significant stress starts to show up in their lives, they're not turning to a person, they're turning to a device, they're turning to social media, they're turning to these things which offer temporary relief. We know, the science is clear, we know that people who spend more time on Facebook suffer higher rates of depression than people who spend less time on Facebook. Right? If you're sitting at dinner with your friends and you're texting somebody who's not there, that's a problem. That's an addiction. If you're sitting in a meeting with people you're supposed to be listening to and speaking and you put your phone on the table, face up or face down, I don't care, that sends a subconscious message to the room that you're, not just, you're just not that important to me right now. Right? That's what happens. And the fact that you cannot put it away is because you are addicted. Right? If you wake up and you check your phone before you say good morning to your girlfriend, boyfriend, or spouse, you have an addiction. And like all addiction, in time, it'll destroy relationships, it'll cost time, and it'll cost money, and it'll make your life worse.
0: Well, Simon Sinek, and uh, he's an author, and that was from an interview, by the way, I should give you this info, from something called Inside Quest. It seems to be an in, uh, an interview program on YouTube. I couldn't find a lot out about it because actually this morning when I tried to look at their website, the website was down. So I'm not sure if that's something that was just happening for a short period of time or whether they regularly have interviews. But he was talking about millennials and relationships, especially as it relates to our devices and to social networks and things of that nature. I was just asking you, uh, being a millennial yourself, (laughs) uh, Sebastian, is there some validity to this here?
2: Yeah. Um and I I think uh w- with the social media I think it's kind of had an effect on the generations growing up. People don't like people don't like unclear communication. Uh you know um right. so like you know you have the Facebook you have the oh people like this because there's a symbol for that, you know, but yeah. but if there's unclear communication people start getting anxiety. That's why people start like they have a terrible time like answering a phone if someone's calling them like oh someone's calling me. I don't want to answer the phone because it's like Yeah. It can be totally unclear on the phone, and also it's a stranger, and you like might not see. You might see the wrong thing as compared to you have time to think things out when you post things, you know. Right, and uh, I think people just don't like. Yeah.
0: Well, I just thought it was interesting from the perspective of when you form certain habits, whatever they may be, you don't realize how much they affect you. So there's definitely biblical principles here Mm -hmm. in the sense that. You can't act in such a way, like you can't be an, a non-thinking, you can't take all these non-thinking actions, right? So you just do something because all your friends do it and you just participate in something all the time without, without even thinking it through. So I find a lot of times when I'm talking to people, I used to teach uh, college students and we, I did uh, online marketing. So we talked a ton about social media and this goes years back. So this is when social media was just beginning in the uh, mid two thousands and yeah, in the mid two thousands. So I mean, I think I got a Twitter account in 2007 and I think I taught the classes in like 2008 or nine, something in that neighborhood. But what I found is shockingly, a lot of the young people in my college classes uh, would get into this without even thinking about at all how this was impacting their lives. I think when you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and you are um, you're taking deliberate action and you should be living in such a way where you think to yourself, what is this action? How is this imp- this action impacting me? Yeah. And you got to be thinking about things like that. You should never just, oh, well, all my friends have this particular device. Get in that device. All my friends have this particular game. Get in that game. All my friends have this social media. All my friends do this on social media. And not thinking about how this is actually impacting you. And what he's basically saying is, we just did this without thinking. And now look what it has sort of done to us. And I don't know if everything is totally valid in what was said there, yeah. but what you do have is you do have a lot of actions being taken without considering, especially a lot of times the spiritual, um, concepts involved. And so I would encourage you as we think about friendship and he talked a lot about relationships there that, uh, we should get our definition of what friendship is from the word of God and how we defined it earlier today on take note was that passage in John 15, where Jesus says that greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And we know that the Lord Jesus Christ laid down his life for his friends, because later in that passage, he says, you are my friends. And so he says, follow my example about friendships. So I'd encourage you, go to John 15, read at least through verses 11 through 17, and uh, you'll find out about what friendship, according to the Word of God, is all about. And we're really—I was going to take another break, but we're really to the end of another Live Till Five. Thanks for being with me today, Sebastian. I'm here. And thanks, listeners, for uh, spending some time with your fill-in host. My name is Chris Harper. Talking about friendship today— We'll be back uh, next Friday for another Live Till Five. Sebastian, you'll be here for that. Oh, you yeah. Got it. All right. Well, thanks for listening again today. And we appreciate having you here on Live Till Five.